It's time. This is the Media Night Podcast. Welcome to the Media Night Podcast. I'm your host, Zach. And I know it's been a while, but, you know, life and everything. So very quickly, uh, before we get into the movie, we're going to do, I'm doing Spiral this week. We're going to talk a little bit about Spiral, uh, the Book of Saw or something like that, right? We'll talk more about that later, right? As for the stuff that I've been watching, I know it's been, it's pretty much three weeks now. And uh, I watched a bunch of stuff. So just very quickly, I'll talk about a couple things. And uh, yeah, then we'll jump into the movie. So first on my list, I have Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, right? Episode six. I've watched episode six and seven, and um, it's basically the beginning of the war. Uh, they're now fighting all the bad guys and whatnot. So it's it's getting interesting. I'm pretty sure it's over now. I just haven't had any time. I've just been I've been playing a lot of God of War, so I haven't had the time to go and watch the final episode. So. Once I do, I guess next week I'll let you know how this uh, season finale was and uh, see if we'll be interested in season two. Because so far it's been kind of boring. It's hard for me to stay entertained. I find myself more on my phone and looking over to my brother and being like, hey, what the hell just happened? Right. So it's a little boring, but like, you know, fighting and all that stuff is mostly what I enjoy. So. Yeah, with the beginning of the war, it's starting to get a little more appealing for me. So next up is Mob Psycho Season 3. Mob Psycho's back. Uh, enjoying it a lot. It's the same typical mob nonsense. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's mob. It's a gag anime. So it's it's supposed to be stupid. So, you know, it, it does its job. But it's a good show. So yeah, Spy X Family is back. And it's the, for the second part of the first season. And it's actually, you know, it's still doing its thing. She gets her dog and, you know, it's the same old nonsense where it's it's really frustrating because it's like if they would just tell if like if they would just tell each other like what they do, then life would be so easy for them. But, you know, it, it is what it is. It's a comedy and it's really we got my hero season six is also back and it's actually pretty fire. Like, I mean, they go straight into like the villain war arc, and I'm all down for it. like all like I'm not gonna lie, I skipped through a bunch of season five because it was just you know boringness, right? So skip to the end where the villains start like fighting other villains, and it's just a straight death match, and it was so. Now with the new season, the heroes are fighting with the villains, like trying to capture all the villains. We have. You know, the main villain, um, Shigaraki, he's in his, like, back to tank, essentially. And we get the rabbit, I forget her name, is, like, Mir- Miriko or something. And she's a badass. So, yeah, there's, there's scrapping in the show, and it's, 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 it's badass. I'm, I'm really enjoying my hero, which I'm really, really happy about, because last season was quite a bore for me. Another show I finished was called The Imperfects. It's a Netflix series, 
And it's about these three kids that, well, I guess they're not kids. I guess they're kind of adults, young adults, right? But they were experimented on, and now one kid, the the male character, turns into a chupacabra. <laughs> Basically, he's like a werewolf, like a hairless werewolf. And then one of them gets turned into a banshee, and the other one gets turned into a siren. And the banshee make you know scream and do banshee stuff, and she has like super hearing. And the other chick, the siren, she can like. Like, she can't control it, but, like, her pheromones, like, make people do whatever the hell she wants, right? So, it's interesting. They're trying to track down the, the doctor that um, that in basically experimented on them to try and get them to fix them, right? So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's okay. I'm almost done, though, but it's, it's not bad. So then we also have returning Stargirl for season three. And I have to say, I'm kind of over it. Like, I thought Green Lantern was going to be in this season, like Jade, right? I thought she was going to be in it more. And she's only just, like, now showed up in recent episodes. And I don't think she's going to be sticking around. So I'm not a fan of this show. It's it's a little too CW uh, teen drama for me, right? But it is nice seeing some superhero content since CW is essentially cutting everything, right? So, yeah, I don't know. You get you got to get your superhero fix somewhere. Then we have Reginald the Vampire, and uh that's with the kid from the Spider-Man movies, the guy who's his like best friend. I don't even know the actor's name, but he gets turned into a vampire and then he learns that he's like, "Oh, aren't vampires supposed to be sexy?" and then he learns like, "Yeah, no." When you get turned into a vampire, you stay with the body you have, so you'll always be fat and can't run and stuff. Like, it's funny, like, he could super speed, but then he's, like, out of breath quickly. He's, like, the worst vampire, so... <laughs> it, it's 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 pretty funny. I think there's, like, four episodes out, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty funny. The story is, the story is interesting. Right, I have to watch the. I think I have to watch the newest episode. So, but I haven't watched it in like a whole week, so I can't really remember what's going. On. But next week I will come back with the plot of that show. But it's 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 decent. It's decent. It's watchable. Put it that way. Okay, and on the movie front, I just rewatched both Creed movies. You know, trying to get back into that, getting ready for you know Creed three with that. Buff ass, I forget his name right now, but the guy who's playing Kang the Conqueror is fucking Jack, right? So that looks really good. Um, getting ready to see that. And then I seen Black Adam. Let me tell you, Black Adam was the shit. It was straight up two hours, consistent action, not a lot of, you know, bullshit back and forth. So it's it was really well done, right? Like you know, they changed up Intergang a little bit. Intergang is now, you know, taking over Condock and, you know, through a series of events, Black Adam gets woken and he just starts killing people. And it's great. It's great. There's some great fights between Black Adam and Hawkman. I didn't realize Hawkman could, you know, hold his own like that against a soup like that. And yeah, then we get Sebek, the bad guy, right? He's basically the demon version of shazam or black adam to a degree and yeah 
and he gets ripped in half and it's fucking sick right and then you know you get the post credit stinger with superman uh henry cavill reprising his role and it was it was great right so all around i give that movie uh a very high grade of a nine i give that a nine out of ten so yeah definitely go watch that if you haven't seen it i know it's been a minute for me um but yeah it was it was so good so I, I i would like to go see it again i just don't have the time but yeah go go watch blackout all right then we have bleach the thousand year blood war and episode two three and four i've watched and oh it is so it is so good bro especially like this new the newest episode oh man you get a cool little flashback genryu sai and his lieutenant, which I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but he he died in the first episode, and oh, Genryusai just snaps, man. Yamamoto, Genryusai Yamamoto is hands down my favorite character, and he is in a blazing rage right now. So I mean, next Monday, oh, it's gonna be on. It's gonna be fire. So like, I'm super super excited to do to watch that next episode because even though i know what happens i'm still super excited to see it animated like it's gonna be so dope it's gonna be fire pun intended get ready for that thousand year blood war is fucking amazing it's doing it's doing its thing it's bringing that resurgence of bleach and i love it bleach is one of my favorite animes of all time so i'm super excited it's back and it's doing fucking great things the artwork is amazing and the last podcast, I know I said I couldn't remember the color of Ichigo's um, Gitsuga Tensho energy, and yes, it was black and red in the season finale of the series, and then when you come to this one, it's now black and white, which I still love the black and red, and with the new animation, the black and red would look so good, but the black and white still looks pretty decent. But originally, Ichigo was supposed to have yellow energy. You get what you get, right? So, <laughs> lastly, for TV shows, we have Chainsaw Man, episode two and three. I haven't gotten around to watching episode four yet. I was going to do it before recording, and I forgot. So, episode two, we have, I guess, the secondary protagonist, Aki, and him and the main character, Denji. You know, they have their beef, he has to move in with him. They do all this, and then we get introduced to Deji's new partner, who is Power. Her name is Power, and she is a blood demon, right? Basically the first episode, or the second episode, nothing else really happens. Then we get to the third episode, and shit is starting to take off. Power knocks out Deji, drags him into this barn, and tries to sacrifice him to save her cat. Everything kind of goes awry. The bat demon eats the cat, and Deji ends up destroying the the bat demon, but then has to fight this, I don't know, leech? Like a leech demon? And it's like this chick, and she's like, oh, you killed my man. So he's like, what the fuck? And yeah, and then so he tried to fight her, but he was he didn't have enough blood to do his transformation anymore, and so he was getting all fucked up, and then he gets saved by... Aki. So, yeah. Oh, the show, the the animation is great. And uh, yeah, I got to watch episode four. So, episode four and five next week. And 
Thousand Year Blood War episode five next week. And yeah, we'll get it. After that, pretty much I've spent a lot of time just just watching Bleach, right? I'm trying to catch up. To be honest, the final season of the Bleach anime is technically the beginning of the Thousand Year War uh, blood arc. Technically, right? It's where Ichigo gets his like Bonkai back and everything. So when I was watching Bleach again, when I first heard it was coming back, I started watching it and I got just past the Bound arc. So I didn't actually start from the beginning, but I did rewatch all of Bleach. And so now I'm all caught up. And I even actually rewatched Thousand Year Blood War. So yeah, I watched all of that. It's still hands down my favorite shit. But you gotta remember, there would there will not be there would not be any black clover or any dope ass sword fighting without fucking Bleach. You know, Bleach is the forerunner. Big three. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I love Blue. Alright, so, for the podcast-wise, to be honest, I haven't really been listening uh, to many things. I've had a lot of downtime, but I've also been just doing a lot of streaming, and just couldn't get around to finding time to record, um, you know, with Ty. So, as you can see, I'm here by myself, because I'm just like, alright, I, I have to record something, you know, so... This is just going to be me, obviously, so I haven't listened to too much, but I did listen to the Marvel's Wastelanders Doom, right, episode 6, and they were about to, or they just entered the negative zone, and I guess they were just about to run into Kingpin, and I did, I did listen to episode 7, which is where they have this thing with Kingpin, right, and Kingpin kind of fucks them up, right, so Doom is basically trying to get the Tesseract to fix himself because he's all fucked up from what the Hulk the Hulk beat the fuck out of him. So he's now teamed up with Valeria Richards to find the Tesseract. Valeria is basically just using him to get the Tesseract as well. So they're just using each other. And uh, yeah, it's good. I like these Wastelander shows as I probably already said. Video game wise, as I've been saying, I finally have finally finished all the DLC content for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I've just been putting it off, putting it off. But now with God of War coming back out and now me getting this kind of urge to know Greek or Norse mythology, I put it, I've just been playing, I've been playing that. And then, so now I'm playing through my new game plus of God of War and getting ready for Ragnarok, which technically is out today when I'm recording this. And I want to finish the re- like the first one first because like I I don't really remember what happened. I do, but I I don't at the same time. So I'm streaming that over on YouTube. Uh, you catch me random time streaming it, and uh, yeah. So hopefully next week I'll talk a little bit about God of War, God of War Ragnarok, and uh, we'll get more into that. And on the seventeenth or something like that, Pokemon is coming out. So Pokemon is going to be taking a lot of my time. So, yeah, be ready to uh, hear a lot about Pokemon and Assassin's Creed. And like I promised, next week I'm going to be doing the Assassin's Creed movie. So be ready for that. We also have a new Marvel mobile game called Marvel Snap. And it's kind of like a card game, card battling game. And it's very quick. Each match takes like three minutes. It's 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 actually pretty neat. 
the concept of it is to collect the cards and then you upgrade them and then the cards get all like 3D and shiny and you know it's just like just like up up like you know any other game but it's not a gotcha game you can't buy cards you have to actually earn the cards by playing the game and that's the only way to do it you can buy a battle pass type thing which right now i believe is offering Miles Morales uh Spider Woman in some weird form and Carnage and i ain't paying $14 for that so i'm not getting it but the game is enjoyable but again, I've been playing a lot of uh, Bleach Brave Souls because I've been hooked on Bleach lately. And I'm actually even getting a Bleach tattoo on Friday. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk more about that when uh, next week. And then, yeah, and then lastly, mobile games, Dragon Ball Legends. Uh, Beast Gohan is out, and he's fucking OP as shit. And it's a pain in the ass because I don't have him yet. And I keep fighting him online, and it's pissing me off that I can't get him. And I'm not trying to spend, like, $500. Just if you have him, screw you. Um, yeah, and that's, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all I've been doing. I've been playing just... Like, that Assassin's Creed game took, took a lot out of me, and it took a long time to get through. It was a lot of shit to do. So, yeah. Yeah, right? And this next God of War... I don't know. I, I like... If I really like games or certain series, I will platinum the game. So I will... You know, collect every collectible, do all the achievements, get all the trophies, whatever you want to call them. I do it all. So, yeah, when this new game, that, that game is going to take a lot. But, I mean, I think people got the game on, like, Monday, and, like, by Tuesday, they were already, like, sharing the final boss scene and, like, stuff, right? So, I don't think it's a very long game. So, the most consuming thing I can just, you know, do every now and then, you know, get a little ragnarok in right so but yeah other than that i think what i want to do with the youtube channel is all, i play all these like story-based games i play them all from start to finish usually i stream them but what i want to do is i want to take the videos and like chop them up into basically video game movies so i'll take all the cutscenes or whatever dialogue needed in said mission and just chop it up into like just a little coherent story, cut out a lot of the loading screens from my stream, and you know, go from there, right? So just I on YouTube I'm gonna probably just start doing that, putting out more kind of like with the Elden Ring video that's on there, except just in like one piece. So it'll be a two, three, whatever, however long the game takes, it'll be a two, three hour long video with another one of all the DLCs right? So to just be little tiny movies of the video game stories. So yeah, so I think that's what I'm going to do. So yeah, keep an eye out for those. If you're interested in some of the games, I'm going to be starting out with the Assassin's Creed series, literally starting from Assassin's Creed 1, going all the way through. I have to, I still have to play Assassin's Creed Liberation and get some footage. But other than that, yeah, I'm going to just be, yeah, streaming Assassin's Creed Liberations and after I finish God of War Ragnarok, but I'm not getting it. I'm not starting God of War Ragnarok until I finish the first God of War. So that's where we're at. Just keep it like that. All right, so let's get into the movie. So we're talking Spiral from the Book of Saw. I'm not 100% sure when it came out, but it was directed by Darren Lynn Bozeman. I meant to look up what he's done in the past. 
terrible with names, so I cannot tell you what else. He- it's also starring Chris Rock, Max Ming Minghella, and Samuel Jackson. The Spiral. So the movie opens up with some fireworks. Then we zoom into a carnival fair type thing, and we see some guy in a white suit. He's like walking through the carnival grounds, and he gets bumped by some dude. And as he's kind of staring the dude down, the guy steals a purse and runs off. So this guy chases after him. He starts yelling out he's a cop. So he chases after the guy, and the guy goes down a manhole. So, you know, cop being a cop follows him down the manhole, and then he's captured by some guy in a pig mat. Right off the bat, you're like, okay, it's not a jigsaw copy. Let's see where this goes. We then see him wake up, and his hands are bound in bob wire, and he's kind of dangling. He's standing on a small little platform, dangling, and his face is attached to this weird machine, and his tongue is kind of extended out. So as, you know, saw fashion, the killer comes on the screen, like comes on a little TV screen and tells him, all right, it's very simple. If you want to get out of this trap, all you have to do is jump, Rip out, rip out your tongue, and then you can go free, right? And, you know, the guy's struggling there, trying to get out of it, and there's actually a train coming. Oh, yeah, so, like, in the thing, they go down, and it's, like, a set of train tracks or subway tracks, right? So, subway's coming, and Buddy's fighting, Buddy's fighting, and then he decides to jump literally as the subway fucking hits him. So, he jumps... Right before the subway hits him, and he fucking explodes. And his tongue gets ripped out, and you see it just dangling. Then we get the title card. So this is where we meet Detective Zeke Banks, right? At, at first, we don't know he's a cop, because he's standing in this room with a bunch of guys full of... Like, and they have a bunch of weapons, and he's talking about Forrest Gump. They're just waiting for their target to come through the, the lobby, I guess. They're in this hotel room. So the target gets there, they go, and rob him rob them basically when they go to try to escape the garage door opens and boom there's a whole bunch of cops and then we see one of the cops he's like is that banks and then and then you know it cuts away so we then see zeke he's getting chewed out by the captain for going undercover without telling anybody he's then told he has to take on a rookie and we also learn that zeke's dad was the former chief and his new partner is this guy named Willie Shank. Or William Shank. 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 I don't know. Whatever. They get a call about a homeless man being hit by a train. When they arrive at the train station, they come across the captain from earlier. Zeke quickly figures out that he's not a homeless guy. We next see them back in the station, and Zeke gets a package with a thumb drive in it. When he, pl- when he plays it, a video starts addressing Zeke about reforming the Metro Police. Zeke recognizes the location of the video, and they go to check it out. And upon arriving, they find a box. And inside the box, they find the tongue and the badge of the dead cop. We then cut back to the precinct, and they confirm that it's, the, that it's a cop from there. The captain assigns everyone their roles and doesn't give Zeke the lead, and he gets pissed and just storms off. The captain follows him, pulls him aside, and he convinces her to let him take the lead. We then see the two of them re-entering the room, and she announces Zeke is taking the lead when we see Zeke and the rookie go to visit Boz's wife. So the cop that got hit by the, co- the train, his name was Boz. So they go to see the wife, question her. She tells, And so when they're talking to her, she tells them about this black SUV incident where 
Boz went out and he's like screaming at this dude, right? So they leave and we then see Zeke going home to find his apartment door open, right? And he finds his dad inside and they have a quick back and forth. The dad leaves. We next pick up back at the station where the group is going over the case. And a cool thing about this is in the in the on the door to the cold case room, it has the name Vincent and Jules, which is the name of Samuel Jackson and John Travolta, their names from Pulp Fiction. So that's that's pretty cool. Another cool thing throughout the movie was there's a whole bunch of graffiti all over the place. And it was the names of the movies that the director has done. So like I was saying, I don't know what he's from. Pay attention to the graffiti in the movie. You'll know what he's done. (laughs) And also, there's a whole bunch of pig symbols throughout the whole movie, right? I'm not 100% sure how many. We then see Marcus arrive with his gun to an abandoned building. And Marcus is uh, Zeke's dad. And so, yeah, so he enters this abandoned building. We then pick up with Finch, who is another cop. and. He's looking over some security footage, and he then takes a gun without paying. So he's in this, like, gun shop looking at this footage, and then he just takes the gun and just fucking... He's a real... Like, that guy's a real piece of shit. We cut back to Zeke and Will, and Zeke sends him home and goes to meet his dad. We then see Fitch arrive at the abandoned building where he gets caught and hooked up to a machine. And when he wakes up, we see the pig mask guy come back on the little TV screen again. And he says, want to play a game? We then see Zeke. He gets a call from Will, and he tells him Boz was accused of lying on the stand more than anybody else in the department, which is, which is why they, the guy hooked up his tongue to rip out so he could lie anymore, basically. Right? And... Fitch, we see Fitch, he wakes up and he's like in this like pool of water and his fingers look like little fucking sausages in like these little casings. And it's like, you know, those like little steel, like the the like metal rope type of things that you, I don't know, you would like wrap it, I, I, I don't know what the hell you use. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but all his fingers are essentially attached to this like machine it looks like they're gonna pull his fingers off right we then see zeke going into his father's apartment and he's not there we get a flashback of a pissed off marcus and then zeke leaves then the next day zeke gets another gift with a new video they head to the location of the video to find another gift and inside are all of finch's fingers and his back we then see a flashback of finch right and Zeke is calling for backup, and Finch is like, yeah, fuck that guy. And it ends up leading to Zeke being shot. And we see Marcus, he's all pissed off. You know, he's saying, you guys let him get shot. His son, because his son ratted out somebody, that's why he's not liked on the force. We then see Zeke finds the body, and we see him in the killing phases. And he chooses to lose all his fingers in order to survive, but he's too slow and gets electrocuted. So the trap was, right, like I said, his fingers are all, like, hooked up to this machine, and his two options are let the machine pull off your fingers so you can escape, or this pool is filling up, and there's, like, this electric line or something. So if you don't let the machine pull your fingers off, then you will be electrocuted. 
So yes, he's too slow, he gets electrocuted, and he gets his fingers pulled off. It's quite fucked up. We then see Zeke get a lead from Finch's partner, and they go to investigate. Zeke pretends to be a crackhead, and he gets into this, like, drug dealer's apartment, but basically a gunfight just breaks out, Zeke tackles the guy, breaking his leg. They get the info on some guy named Benny White. So another cool little Easter egg is when Chris Rock is like running through the drug dealer's building. He runs into a dog, very similar to a scene that happened in Saw 5. Just a small little throwback Easter egg there. They had little Easter eggs throughout. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. So we next pick up with Zeke and Will. They're, they're at a church. They're going to find this ex-cop. And it's the guy that Zeke ratted out. And the guy, we see a flashback. This guy basically went to go talk to a witness and he ended up shooting and killing the guy because the guy was, I think he was protecting another dirty cop. It was one of those things. And Zeke, you know, was like, well, what the fuck? How did it? And, you know, the guy was like, oh, the guy, he, he, he lunged at me. And so, you know, that kind of bullshit. So, so they questioned the guy to see if he might be the killer. Then we see Zeke again at his father's apartment, still with no signs of him. The next day, another package arrives at the station in a box is a doll, and the body is wrapped in human skin with a tattoo that William had, right? And then they also find a little vial of paint. So with that vial of paint that was like under the skin, he was able to figure out that, oh, there was this old toy store, and this was the paint they used. So they go there, and it's now a butcher shop, and they find a body who is skinned alive probably the least brutal kill of the whole movie though there wasn't that many kills in the movie there's maybe like four kills five kills maybe right so they don't show this guy getting skinned real like so it's it's not it's not bad they find william and he's yeah skinned basically we then see the captain and he gets a text from marcus and she heads out to go meet him we then see zeke where he goes to help an officer who got stabbed, realizing that the killer is going after the captain. We then see her, and she gets gassed and wakes up strapped to a table with like this clear little rag over her face. And the guy's like, you want to play a game? So there's a little blade behind her neck, and he tells her, okay, you have to sever your spine, or this hot wax is going to cover your face and kill you. So, the wax starts, like, this is probably the most brutal one, uh, in my, my opinion. Um, the wax starts coming out, and her face is getting covered, and she's attempting to try and, like, slice into her neck, and yeah, she's just not quick enough and dies. To be honest, all these traps did not give you enough time to survive. I mean, the first trap, you probably could have got away. No problem, you know? Well, I mean, the, so when he jumped and you see what's left hanging there, I think he would have died anyways, because that shit, that took a lot of his mouth out, right? Like, it ripped out a lot. So, but that was the only one where the guy had the time to get the fuck out of there. All the other ones, you, you didn't really have the time. Like, she didn't have enough time to cut her fucking, to, to sever her spine when she's strapped. Like, she has to move her neck around. Like, that's kind of... Yeah, he, he really didn't give them any type of chance to, <laughs> to, to get out of these traps, right? So Zeke figures it out, and yeah, so he goes after the captain, and he finds her, and it's too late. She's already dead. 
we get a disgusting scene of him peeling off the 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 rag and the wax off her face and her face is all melted it's yeah pretty it's pretty fucking gross right so zeke then goes and locks down the station and they find out that 13 minutes are missing from the cameras and zeke's old partner was the last one to access the footage zeke's old partner is the guy in the church so and his name is pete so zeke goes to find pete and when he gets and while he's looking for Pete, he ends up getting captured himself. We then pick up with Marcus, and it seems like he found the killer's base. I guess it's a small flashback, but he also gets captured. We see him get knocked out by the pig face, somebody in a pig mouth. We then see Zeke wake up, and he's handcuffed to a pipe with a saw. And he thinks about cutting off his own hand, and he finds a bobby pin, and basically picks, picks the lock and gets out of there. Now, the cool thing about this scene was it's it's extremely reminiscent of the first Saw movie where the, you know, the beginning of the movie starts off with Buddy handcuffed, like his foot is handcuffed to a pipe and he has the saw there and the guy ends up cutting his own foot off to survive, right? That's from Saw 1, so that's actually, that's that's pretty cool. But yeah, he didn't have to do that, he just picked the lock and, uh, yeah, I don't know where you get that skill to pick locks with bobby pins. Yeah, good on him. So we then see that there's another person in the room, and we find out that it's Pete. So Zeke is given the option to save Pete or let him get sliced to bits. And so Pete is basically just strapped up, and there's a machine. I don't know what the timer is, but when it starts, it starts like rolling in a whole bunch of glass, and then it crushes the glass, and for some reason it shoots it out at, at Pete. So, so Zeke tries to save him, but by the time he gets him unlocked, Pete's already dead. He's covered in shards of glass, and Zeke also has a bunch of glass like lodged in his arm and, and a couple of pieces in his face. Right? Chris Rock came out looking like pretty like like a badass in this week. So we then see a door open. Zeke attempts to leave, but he comes across Will. And this is where we learn Pete killed Will's father. And Will, his, his partner, he's the one who did all of this to get revenge. And the skinned person that they found was he ended up tattooing that guy who stole the purse at the beginning of the movie. He tattooed his same tattoo on his arm and then skinned that guy. Right? So William's still alive and William is the killer. So... Will goes and offers Zeke, he's like, hey, we should work together, we should team up. He tells him, you know, you find the bad cops, I'll take care of the rest. And Zeke's like, all right, yeah, let's do it. And so Will's like, okay, but I want you to prove it to me. So he leads, he leads Zeke to his father, who is slowly being drained. So he's hooked up to these machines, and they're just like sucking the blood out of him. And he's like, just laying on the ground. Right? Like, laying on the ground, getting all his blood, you know, sucked out of him through these, like, I don't, I don't know what the hell the contraption is. Whatever it is, it just, it's, it's draining him of all, all his blood. And he tells him, you have one bullet left, so you have two options. You either shoot the mechanism, save your father, or you can shoot me and kill him, right? And he has to choose. And then we learn that his father, like how dirty his father is, right? So Zeke goes to save his dad. And 
shoots the target, saving his dad. Then he goes after Will and, and starts beating the fuck out of him. SWAT enters the room, right? And Will set it up. So when he shot that contraption, it lit like it, there was a timer or something and it lifted up Samuel Jackson. And there was this like little pipe or barrel came out of whatever it was holding him up. So it looked like he was holding a gun. And the SWAT team's like, drop the gun. And I think I think it's it it did something and the cops just fucking lit him up just and just murdered him. While this is going on, Will gets away and he escapes in an elevator just like Jigsaw did in Saw 2, right? So another little small little reference there, right? And that's yeah, and that's the end. that's literally the end of the movie. Will gets away and Chris Rock is like what the fuck is going on? And that's that's it. So to be honest, didn't care for the ending. I wish it was a little more wrapped up, but it is what it is. There's supposed to be a sequel or a trilogy of these movies, and they were like produced or directed by Chris Rock because he's a fan of the franchise. So this was his own, you know, version of it. But we'll see where it goes. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure there's still one or two, at least one of the disciples of Jigsaw still out there. So. We'll see if they come back, right? Maybe kill Will because he's a copycat, you know, and then they take over. Who knows? We'll see. But yeah, so yeah, like like I was saying, the movie is definitely a lot less gory than any other Saw movie to date, I would say. The traps were pretty basic, you know. The one with pouring the wax on her face, you know. Realistically, you can't, you, you, could, you could picture what it would be like, but it's not... Obviously, you could see it, but it doesn't look that bad, right? Until he goes and like peels the rag off her face, right? The guy getting his hands ripped off. There wasn't, for some reason, there wasn't that much blood. And then the guy jumped in front of a train, which I kind of, I'm not going to lie, I kind of laughed. That might just be my sick sense of humor, but whatever the case may be. All around, it was a decent movie, right? If I was to give it a grade, I'd probably give it a seven, seven out of ten. So it, wa- it wasn't terrible. It wasn't anything like amazing, but it's definitely a watchable and it's, it's not gory. So yeah, I would definitely say check it out. I guess it's about that time we start wrapping up, right? So make sure you check out the social medias, Media Night Podcast on all social media platforms, except for TikTok because I'm old and I don't do TikTok. And make sure you check out the YouTube channel where I do a lot of streaming there. Like I said, it's going to be a lot of God of War and Assassin's Creed for the next uh, month or two. And the Media Night Podcast is part of the Geek Talk Network, so make sure you check out the other show on the network, What in the Anime with Dustin and Tyler. They talk anime, anime news, they review anime, and they sometimes play games. I was on their last episode of Jeopardy, so make sure you go check that out and watch me defend my title. (laughs) So. Yeah, that, and that was fun. So yeah, make sure you go check them out, What in the Anime. And yeah, so with that being said, everybody, it's been real. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>